Welcome to Tycoons of Small Biz, a podcast where small business owners are celebrated as the backbone of the American economy. Each week, we introduce you to tycoons who share their stories and advice so that small business owners may learn from their experiences. Tycoons is powered by Backbone Planning Partners, Fintrepid Solutions, and Pivotal Advisors. Join us now as our hosts connect you to today's tycoons. Good afternoon, tycoons, and welcome to today's episode of Tycoons of Small Biz. I am your host here, as always, Austin Peterson, coming to you live from Gilbert, Arizona, where it is a beautiful 81 degrees and sunny. It's getting to be the best time of year to live in Arizona, so we're excited about that. If you're listening to our podcast today for the first time and you're wondering what it is that we do here at Tycoons of Small Biz, we are a podcast that's put together by small business owners for small business owners. We literally interview a new business owner every single week, have been doing so since May 5th of 2020. This is episode 127. And our whole goal is to prop up the small business community. The small business owners in this country are truly the backbone of the American economy. And we want to do whatever we can to help prop them up and, and allow them to share their story. So we invite somebody on every single week to tell their story, talk about their successes, talk about their failures, anything that they feel would be beneficial to the rest of the small business owner community. So with that being said, today, we definitely have a tycoon of small biz on the on the program. We've got somebody from the deep south. So we're excited to hear from Charlie Rick, owner, CEO, and founder of Charlie Rick LLC out of Lake Pontchartrain, Louisiana. Charlie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. And it's actually a few companies. It's Charlie Rick LLC, Charlie Rick Homes, Charlie Rick Cabinet Flooring, Charlie Rick Engineering, and um, um, Charlie Rick Construction, Charlie Rick Investments, kind of a company named after each area of business that we're in. Trying to get a survey company now, to be honest. All right. Yeah, I remember when we had our uh, our pre-qualification call with you, you had several companies that you were that you were already running and others that you were getting ready to open. So we're excited to kind of dig in and talk about that. But before we get into the business side of things, I, I want to start with the personal side. I mean, we're, we're sitting here. I can see you on video. I can see a picture of what I assume is your family right behind you. So tell us, tell us about Charlie Rick, the person. Where did you grow up? What was life like growing up? What's life like today? And then we'll jump into the business side. Grew up in a country town called Amy. Moved a lot when I was younger. So Pontchartula, Hammond, Amy. It was pretty tough growing up. It is what it is, right? So I guess where I'm at now, I'm in Mandeville and moved over here 17 years ago when I had a kid. Been here ever since. I love it here. Coming from Amy, there's nothing there. There's really no growth there. There's no opportunities there. It's hard for a person to make it in Amy. Might be 1% out of 100 that might do do well there. So um, I chose a different path, chose to move out of parish, come over here, and uh, it's a different way of living here. You know, it's kind of like people in Mandeville. It's like, you know, they, you're knocking on someone's door here. A lot of times they're like, why are you knocking on the door? But if you're knocking on the door to go to work, they're like, oh, yeah, it's real great. They're all about business development here and about helping families grow and businesses grow and opportunities. Whereas in Tangipahoe Parish, it's all about partying and lighting fires and, you know, wilding out, you know. And so um, I chose to come over here and do this. Uh, I have a little girl named Natalie. She's in college and She's going to school for design drafting. She's trying to uh, learn how to read blueprints and draft blueprints to help me run the business because she's very good with numbers and we think a lot alike. And I've been kind of mentoring her since she's been a baby. Obviously, I got one child. Um, I'm hoping that she comes in here and helps me just knock this out of the park because I sure need another person like me in here thinking like I think, really. Uh, and then I got a wife, Carla. She's great. She helps out a lot. My whole business is family. Like, that's one reason I like my business. It's, it's family-owned and operated. All of us together, we, we live, we grow, we hang out, we work together, we visit. And, and it's almost like you get to work with your family. And, and a lot of times, to be successful, you have to disappear from your family. Well, in this situation, I, I like it because you don't disappear. You, you're with family, and you're working together, and you're growing together. And, 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 and that's very good. That way, you can actually make money, still hang out. And then when you have a business party, it's really a family party. And so... Uh, when it comes to my, you know, family, my blood, you know, what really matters in life, uh, that's really what all this is about. When you die, like, what is your out? You know, what are you leaving for everyone? Do you want them to suffer like you did when you're younger? You know, do you want to build people, mentor people, guide people, make sure everybody's doing great? If they're not doing great, try to figure out why they're not doing great, that kind of stuff. Uh, 
you know, yeah, that's my family. That's kind of where I'm at. You're Charlie Rick the third. So tell us about Charlie Rick Jr. and Charlie Rick Sr. Okay. Well, Charlie Rick Jr. is my dad. He owns Cypress Sawmill. He's a business uh, owner. And then you got uh, Charlie Rick Sr. He owned uh, Rick's Automotive and named Eaton. And so all the Charlie Ricks have always been business owners. I don't recall knowing one Charlie Rick that's ever worked for someone. They always work for themselves. Got to get it themselves. Got to figure it out on their own. And and, and so um, that's basically, it's, it, it's, a, it's a bloodline thing. I think it's something to do with the Charlie Rick thing. I don't know. We all got to, like, it's like, what I'm trying to do with the name Charlie Rick is branded. I'm trying to, you know, nobody's ever named a company Charlie Rick before. And so I chose the name Charlie Rick as inspiration a little bit, almost to, you know, stand up for my family bloodline and stand up for what the Ricks, you know, stand for. And, and so that's kind of, you know, what I try to do. I, I try to uh, focus on on being productive. And So it, it definitely literally runs through your blood. Entrepreneurship does. Yeah. Well, my mama had me at seven years old painting. When I was at seven, she had me in front of a freaking vanity. She said she put the paint on fast as you can, and you go from top to bottom and bottom to top, and it leaves a straight streak. And so even when I was like nine years old, I was climbing ladders, and my whole family messes with me on it. It's because I was up on a ladder, and it was like nine feet in the air, and my grandma and everybody looked at me, and it was like, boy, get your ass down from there. And I was like, what you change? I can't chime a ladder. And so now... Everybody says that to me, and and, and and they mess with. I had a speech problem, you know. So would you change? I can't chime a ladder. Well, that's been since I've been like eight, nine years old, and so I've been in the construction business, been doing these things for a long time. To be honest with you, my grandpa also had us on roofs at a young age, putting screws and changing metal and fixing washing machines, and you know, stepdads and stuff working on mowers and four wheelers, and 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 before you realize it, you know, you don't. It's so simple. You know, doing construction, doing anything in life is so simple sometimes that, you know, it just blows my mind. It's all about whether or not we choose to do it or not choose to do it. And so, like, if my car breaks down, right, I'm going to figure out what's wrong with it. If if something's leaking in a wall over there, I'm going to figure out what's wrong with it. If your house is settling, I'm going to figure out what's wrong with it. If there's a problem that someone can't figure out, I'm about to figure out what's wrong with it. Yeah, no, I think that that's a that's a pretty common thread in most entrepreneurs is they they either you know find a problem that needs solving or they're good at solving problems and they literally build their businesses around that and you've clearly obviously done that in your own life. That's one of the things I'm good at building businesses and business development. Yeah, so one of the things that you mentioned already, uh, Charlie, you talked about your daughter and, and and mentoring her. But in our pre-qualification meeting, we we talked a lot about the the love that you have for mentoring in general. So give us kind of your feedback or your thoughts on why you think mentoring is is so important. Because you know you're still building your business. You're not an old guy. You're still in the you know in the building phase and. Hopefully you have mentors yourself as well, but why is mentoring so important to you? I would say this, growing up poor, growing up in the sticks, you know, just growing up in the streets in general, being left at home a lot as a child, not having nobody teach me things. Um, I would say the reason why I love mentoring is because so many people grow up that way. And a lot of people are just stowed out in the water and just expected just to survive or not survive. And and so I really enjoy passing on knowledge. I, I, I try to share knowledge. A lot of people try to keep that knowledge in. I don't like keeping the knowledge in. A lot of people are like, oh my God, they're going to take my business. I don't do that. Um, I share every bit of information that I get. Every time a person teaches me something, every time I figure it out, I pass that on to the next person because I feel like if I pass that on to my circle and to the people around me, I'm surrounding myself with like-minded situations meaning they're going to learn from me i'm going to learn from them i'm going to build them they're going to build me and as long as my circle is strong that means we're going to grow and we're going to be strong and so mentoring to me is key to that without mentoring and just keeping it all to yourself how can anybody grow around you and then another thing is kind of like i never really try to like it's kind of like here's one mr bill he still thinks he did nothing for me but yet he just kind of reached out to me and just kind of said, you know, some things to me. Like we was going to church one day and he just said, Charlie, you know, you need to open a business. I'm like, I tried that already. I'm not doing more. He's like, well, did you do this and this and this? And I was like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, well, did you do a web page? Well, no. 
I think you should do a web page. I said, let's do a web page. He says, well, did you do a business show? I said, no. Did you do a brochure? I said, no. He says, did you do this, 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 this? I said, no. He's like, well, you need to do it. So I started this. He said, did you ever join a group? I said, I ain't joining no group. And he, he says, you need to join a group. I said, okay, I joined a group. Well, just somebody reaching out a little bit, just believing in you and just talking to you and just like, you know, showing just a little bit of interest and teaching you some of the common things that are so simple, like just simple, like a business shirt. Come on. You know, and then learning how to brand something is like, wait a minute, what? Brand what? What do you mean? What am I going to brand? Well, you need to, you know, brand what you're doing. I was like, well, it's construction. It's like, well, you, you need to brand you. And so uh, I realized that I needed to brand myself when he helped me brand myself. And then it took me a little while to really learn it. But when I finally just triggered to it, I realized that I'm branded, right? And so he told me one time, he says, you know, the moment you realize that your business is alive, it's the moment your phone rings without advertising, without doing anything. Well, my stuff rings without advertising or doing anything. And so, like, I was in a business alliance group with St. Tammy, the business alliance, because of him. And I had opportunities to do presentations or treat the meeting as a board of directors. Well, I chose many times as a board of directors. And I would, you know, run my problems out there, tell people about things and stuff. And they would write their notes down, put it in a bag, give it to me. I'd read them, you know. And a lot of times I'm like, oh, that's whatever, that's BS. But a lot of times what happens is when you're explaining it and you're hearing people holding that conversation with you back and forth and stuff or whatever, you start recognizing you really understood how to do it. You just didn't see it because it was so simple that you were looking at the complicated stuff and not the simple things. And so a lot of times in these groups, me being young, I was probably 28 when I first started. I'm 41 now. I didn't realize that a lot of these guys were older men, you know, 45, 55 years old, very successful people. I never realized it because I don't really look at that stuff. I look at the individual and I, and I focus on that, even if they're famous or whatever. I don't really ever look at that. So to me, I never really recognized. But here I am now as an older man. Well, 41, not older man. But, you know, <laughs> I'm the age they was. And I look back and realize they mentored me. Give me advice. Give me guidance. And one thing they always did to me is they told me to pick one thing and be good at it. And one of my repeats of them is I do pick one thing and I'm good at it. And that's me. I never really know. I'm, I've never been successful at one thing. But I'm successful at what I do, and that's anything. And the reason why they like, well, you can't be good at everything. Well, I am. So I don't know what to say. I, I just, I enjoy it. And then I also enjoy new things. Like, you know, one of the things I'm going after now is like some development, like learning zoning, learning house building, learning all those things. And 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 so I know we're talking about mentoring. I'm going to go back to mentoring. I can get sidetracked real quick. I would say this. Mentoring is key to all success, and I'll always pass my information off to anyone willing to take it because if we don't mentor each other and grow each other, what are we going to have? Success by ourselves? I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for success in a circle, in a group. I'm looking for something massive. By myself, I'm just a small man, but with a group, I'm not. So that's how I think about mentoring. You know, no, I think I think it's a great way to look at it. The reality is we we all become more successful by by helping other people become successful. And, and I think that that's, you know, it, it gets missed an awful lot by a lot of people. I actually was in a meeting this morning uh, with some people from my men, from my peer mentoring group. Um, and we were talking about just, you know, some struggles. There's there's a member of our of our group that's having, you know, pretty significant slowdown in their business and they're worried about cutting costs and how do you do this and how do you do that? And, and one of the things that they're considering is leaving our peer group because of the cost that's involved as well as the time commitment. The money has to be there regardless, right? I mean, if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. But we were just talking through like what that was going to mean to this person if they left the group. And the response, the, the question was actually asked about finances and what it was going to mean to her finances. But the first response that she gave was, you know, she talked about how, you know, they talk about you being the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. Right. And if she steps out of this group and she's just working with her employees day in and day out, she takes a step back, right? Because none of them are business owners. It's not that they're smart or not smart or, you know, any of that. It's that they're not in the same position as she is in running and owning and operating her business. And by having an opportunity once a month or twice a month to get together with other small business owners who are going through some of the same struggles, 
who have seen certain things that maybe she hasn't seen uh, and, and what that means to her personally, you know, I, I think it's going to make it even harder for her to leave the group if, if she just ultimately can't afford to, to stay in it, you know, like she's the type when, sorry, I was just going to say, she's the type that when business turns around, she'll rejoin it because she, she sees the value and knows that the value is there. But if the money's not there, the money's not there. Well, if the money ain't there, it's more important to work on the business, not in it. Yeah. I mean, that's the re- if you're working in your business, it's just not going nowhere. You got to work on it in order to push it, right? It also yeah. sounds like y'all might should offer her a little few months for free or something just to see if she can be changed around and maybe try to offer some guidance. Yeah, that's just just thought this what it sounded like. Yep. So we, we actually, you know, we put that out there and she was a little standoffish a little bit, you know, and we, we just talked about, you know, sometimes you just have to be humble and take help where, you know, where it's needed because, you know, we would do that because we care about you and we care about your business and we care about you being a part of this group because it's valuable to us to have you in the group regardless. And so everybody needs some help at some point. I went through the phases thinking I didn't want to be in groups too. And um, what I did is Every time I usually join a group three or four years after three or four years, I usually leave the group. But um, what I try to do is put someone else in that group. And so I got right now I have three people in groups. Um, I, I think it's a very important thing to network in the business world. I think it's very important to get anybody from your company in front of other business owners giving presentations. I think it's very important for people to give presentations, prepare for them, be professional and go sit there and stand there once a week like I would as a businessman so that they understand how it is to run a business and teach that side of the business. And then through networking, I really don't go to networking for money. I go to networking for schooling. I go to networking to see mistakes and to see things that aren't mistakes and to see what other people are doing and stuff. And I also go to network for repeat. I like to repeat every week. That's that sales pitch. I like to build that knowledge, that schooling, you know, that stuff we need as business owners in order to like succeed or to, you know, because one thing that sells jobs, man, is knowledge, you know, having answers, right? You lose that, that network or whatever, and somebody asks you for that referral and you don't have it, what if somebody else that does what you do has a referral, guess where they're going? They're not going to you. They're going to that other person. That other person got all the answers, everything I need. And so having those connections and that knowledge and that experience teaches us not to be shy, not to be emotional like that first time you get a 10-minute presentation. You know, like I'm sure everybody, like I, I still remember that very first presentation. Uh, like shaking almost, you know, and so probably tears in my damn eyes too. But really, man, networking, bro, is just that important. I don't pay a single dime for advertising. All through network, repeat clients. Usually, if you get a client from networking, that is a lifetime client. If I have a, let's say we got twelve of us in a networking group, you're successful, I'm successful, and we all successful. There's a reason we all successful. We all successful because connections. We all successful because of the core we built, and we have a bunch of people depending on us for knowledge somewhere along the line, referrals, somebody that respects you. Well, who do you want referring you? You want somebody referring you to their circle. <laughs> That's who I want. You know, I want a whole entire circle. Is your circle 50,000 people, buddy? What's up, man? Mine might be. <laughs> you want some referrals from me? Let's get to know each other. It's almost like we're pre dampening each other, like, you know, checking each other out, making sure we legit, making sure we honest, make sure we paying our taxes, make sure we following the rules. Like all that's important to me, making, owning people up, you know, Hey, you didn't show up three times in a row, dude, what's going on? We can't help you if you ain't here. You know, that's networking is very important. That's a dangerous ground to leave networking, especially if your company is starting to lose money. Cause that's all more power to be in that group. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit and uh, and talk about something that I've seen, I don't know, probably hundreds of times in, in my career and also my personal life. I don't know if we talked about this before, but you know, I, I grew up on a farm and then had a dad who was a stucco contractor, right? So the construction business had an uncle that was a stucco contractor, just kind of a construction family. So, you know, I I know what it's like to be in your shoes, so to speak, to to a certain extent, but also on the professional side with what I do today, I see it an awful lot with my clients, and that's that 
business owners specifically in the construction industry have a hard time knowing when to put the tools down and to become the business owner. So talk to us a little bit about about that process for you. That was very hard. (laughs) I I would probably say this is my first year. I will not touch a tool. I will not touch a tool. I don't care. I will not touch a tool. All right. The moment I put my hands on tools, the most I probably made in a day, thousand bucks. Took my hands off tools. I've literally cleared twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars in a day before. Like literally, like close your mind the amount of money you can make using your mind. Okay. So what I realized when, when I did when I when I did that, what I realized is that there's a difference between a blue collar and a white collar. A blue collar is physical, active. They're the one completing the work. A white collar is the one thinking, using their mind, they're overseeing. Okay. I have an advantage because I'm from a blue collar side of work and I'm also growing into a white collar side of work. And there's a lot of white collar people that love me, but there's also a lot of blue collar people that love me. I recognize that strength and I become the middle ground between white collar and blue collars. It's hard to relate with both. I'll tell you, sometimes I struggle. There's some white collars I just can't talk to. You know, it's just it's too much. But there's also some blue collars that I just can't talk to. So one of the things that this is what I did. All right. In order to get out the field, you got to literally sit back and work on the company. You got to make plans. You got to be the vision. You got to set goals. And you got to push those plans and that vision forward. But in order to get out of the field, you got to have other people in the field. And so what I started doing is creating like this business mentality thing to where I train like these project managers to run their business. Their business is that one job that I give them. They got five jobs. Each job is a business to me. Even though it's project managing, it's their business. So what I do is we have like this ratio we come up with. It's like 7% of total job comes to the store, which is the base operation. Materials come off, laborers come off, and then whatever's left, we split 50-50. All right. But it's their job to do everything with that job. And then the store comes over here and we check their commission and go over everything. This is my first year doing that, and I have created myself at least four times. And I'm going to tell you, it is the best move I have ever done. Right. I'm not paying hourly to these guys. I'm sharing profits to these guys, but I'm allowing these guys to make a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a year. They can make a half million dollars a year. You know why? Because if they do, that means I'm making the same thing. So now what I'm doing is I'm mentoring them, I'm guiding them, I'm teaching them how to create that business, how to grow that business. I'm giving them work, I'm helping them with sales, I'm helping them with like if they have a problem that they can't figure out, I'm helping fund things while they're building their money. Like I'm helping them with their growth, making sure that. Like, I'm watching every little detail. If I see them fall off cue, I call them every morning, bam, 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 bam. I help them with strategy. Like, and so my job has become in a situation where I'm overseeing only like four people now, right? Which is freaking awesome. I love it. Because now I don't have to have 30 people, 40 people every given morning calling me, talking about what I'm doing today. I got that. Now I got three or four people and they're calling me and their people calling them now. And so, the purpose that I would say to take yourself out of a business is because if you want real growth and you want to have a less stressful life, eight to five, matter of fact, here we go. We wake up in the morning, we get ready at seven, you know, brush our teeth, get some water, go to work, bust the ass all day, come home, get a shower, go to the office, work till 11, go back, repeat seven days a week. No, right? Just can't do it. And over the last four or five years, I've had a few surgeries. I had back surgeries. I lost my voice for six months. I caught COVID for like like long-term COVID in the beginning of the year where I almost died. and ended up with like all kind of problems and stuff. And and I'm like, COVID ain't shit. And really, it ain't. It was really the double pneumonia they called me. But whatever. You know, but every time something happened, right, I made a decision that changed. Like when I had surgery, I couldn't work. So you know what I did? I, I, I loved that friggin' hospital. And I went to a job and pulled me a chip and I sat there and I told people what to do all day, right? You know, every time I lost my voice, I went and did the same thing. I got on COVID. I'm sitting in bed calling everybody, working it out, you know, trying to make sure that everything is still flowing. But then during those moments that I've had to take off from work and I couldn't physically work, my income went up. So through that process, I realized that. I didn't have to physically work to make money that I can actually raise my income by not working. And so I went down that path of doing that and made those changes. And through those changes, that's where I'm at now is through 
thinking and realizing that I can make money through thinking and just watching over others and helping them with their thinking and their strategy. And, and by doing that, that is allowing us all to make more money. I mean, I got guys making now what I was making yearly. And, and so now another thing I know is if I create wealth in others, at some point wealth is created in me. If I give 10 people $300,000 a year, when I retire, I get $300,000 a year. And so that's a big focus of mine too. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully people are listening and, and you know, aren't waiting for the time that they're in the hospital dealing with COVID or whatever else it may be, back surgery, all those types of things that you went through to push them to say, okay, I need to look at this differently, right? It, it's not that it's not okay to be, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show. I've talked about it with my, with my business partner, but, you know... If you want to be a handyman and just go out and do jobs all day, every day, you can still make a pretty darn good living doing that. But if you're really trying to build a business, you're going to hit that plateau. And so you've got to have other people doing the things that you were doing day to day so that you can run the business and replicate yourself, right? So I think there's a lot to unpack there. I'm actually going to give you a quick second here. We're going to do a quick call to action for our listeners, give you a second to grab a drink. And then I want to come back and unpack a little bit more about what uh, what you're dealing with as well. Hey there, tycoons. Austin Peterson here, co-host of Tycoons of Small Biz. If you think you have what it takes to be considered a tycoon and you're wondering how you could become a featured guest, please follow and then message us at Tycoons of Small Biz on LinkedIn. We'd love to have a conversation with you to see if it is a mutually good fit. And if so, we'll get you scheduled for an interview. If you're unsure about being a guest on our podcast, but are contemplating selling your business over the next few years and you'd like to know what your business is worth, please also follow us and then message us on LinkedIn for your no-obligation, informal valuation of your business. We look forward to hearing from you, and thanks for listening to the Tycoons of Small Biz podcast. And now, back to today's program. Welcome back, Tycoons. We're here with Charlie Rick uh, from Charlie Rick LLC out of Lake Pontchartrain, uh, Louisiana. Hopefully he's got his voice back now. But before we got, before we went to break, Charlie, we were talking about what it was what it was that you were doing uh, specifically to kind of replicate yourself. But but more than that, I want to I want to talk a little bit about a couple of things that you mentioned specifically. Is that you're really helping other people build their own businesses, and by doing that, you know you you've not only replicated yourself and, and grown your business, but you're helping people to build their own businesses what's really happening is rather than paying them an hourly wage and then feeling and acting like your employee, they're now acting like a business owner and your business partner. And they are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're motivated to be even more successful and to work harder and to do things the right way, which then leads to both of you being more successful. Correct. Yes. So we, we, I actually hired a lady that helped me with, um, what do you call it? She's supposed to be helping me, like guide me. I, I can't think of the name right now, but um, I think it's like business coach, you know, thing. And so one of the things we're working on is like shareable stock, not really public, but like um, in-house shareable stock to give people ownership where like 10, 12, 15 years, however that rule is. And then if they mess up, they lose those stock, but if they don't, they gain it. But it also is a way to give them ownership and 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 and, and give them a sense of feeling like part of the company. The reason why I'm doing that this way is because I ain't always been looking for my out, but I'm looking for my out right now. Not necessarily all the way out. I'm looking to, one, either be able to enjoy my business again the way I really used to. Um, One thing I love doing is I love bringing people out to eat. I love having conversations about business. I love, you know, one-to-ones. Like, I love going to these events to where I get certified. I love going to classes. I love going to, like, Vegas to go to these, like, you know, with these shows and like I got one I'm going to in Texas that I'm excited about. Like I love growing my business and bringing it to the next level and just learning things. Like I'm about to learn about zoning and like subdivision development. And, you know, I love learning about the plans and the vaccines of it and how to create it. I love learning about the surveys, all of those things. And, and, and really, I really just truly enjoy broadening my reach. Well, if I want to do those things, I have to make money, right? Well, in order to make money, Somebody has to make it. So what I do is, is I, 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 I'm the brains, and then I'm teaching other people how to be the brains, <laughs> and then that's being transferred down. And, and, and being self motivated is very key. I, I will tell you that during the pandemic, I lost a big bunch of people, man. But 
I figured out how to get everybody back, and not all the same ones, but different people. And I'm doing it a little different this time. And every time I fail, I, I, I figure out another way to do it again. And every time I fail, I do it again. And it's like repeat. And I fail and win, and fail and win. And, 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 and I think I've done failed and won so many times back and forth through lessons and trial and error and all that stuff that I got it mastered now. And so I'm trying to teach others to do it. Now, some people get scared. Oh, my God, they're going to take your business from you. You know, they're going to do this. Well, one, they all got a business phone. You know what I mean? They all represent Charlery. You know, you got to carry all the licenses, all the insurances. You got to make sure everybody's paying tax, have the W-2, have the bookkeeper, have the account. You got to have all that stuff. You're not just going to sit here and just run a business like me and and and, and do it unless you're willing to go out there and put out $30,000, $50,000 a month and all of these operating expenses. It takes a lot of money. And then another thing, let's say we're in a group together. Right? And I'm a contractor, and you want to bring a contractor to join, you know what I'm going to tell you? Sure. Why not? For a lot of people are like, oh, no, it's competition. I'm being hired because of who I am and what I stand for. He's going to be hired because of what he is and what he stands for. And whoever would hire him would hire me in the first place. You see what I mean? And so that's kind of, you know, like where I'm at. It's kind of like if I train all these businesses, some may leave, some may not. But you know what's going to happen, man? I'm going to build respect. I'm going to build a family, or most of us family anyways, but I'm going to build a need of each other. And what I'm also doing is building businesses to pass business to each other to where we keep it in a circle. You know, this business space, this business, this business space, this business, this business space, this business, that's going to be a need. So I need more businesses. I need more groups. I need more cores. I need solid cores. I need people that are strong, like-minded, think like me, understand what I'm thinking, pushing the same image I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Pushing the same brand, speaking the same way. You know, selling products the same way. You know what I mean? The same image. Like, as long as we all pushing the same thing, we can operate like a corporation and not even be one. I don't have to be this big-time company to operate the way big-time companies work. And without a system in place, without something in line, our growth is going to be limited. We're going to be stuck at, like, C when I want to be a Z. You know what I mean? And and so you know that's that's why I'm building businesses because I'm seeing a big picture. Is what I'm saying. I'm seeing a picture that is beyond what I can even imagine. And sometimes I try to look at what that imagination is, and I can't see it, but I still can see the direction. Like I used to see that end game, but I done hit the end game. I done seen. I done made it to where I thought I wanted to be. Right. I done done that three or four times, and I keep surpassing that. I keep passing it so then i got to a point now to where i don't try to see where the end game is that's an out technically but how do you get out right do you want to pass your company to your business do you want your company to pay you dividends do you well, when i say company to business but like my daughter my family do i want to like let somebody buy me out and just give me 10 percent? i don't know i haven't really thought that far i just really want better to travel the world and you know see things i never could as a child and be able to help people along the way and and if I do physically work, work for free or something, you know what I mean? Like I, I've always enjoyed working for free more than I do working for money. And that's another reason why I've kind of taken myself out the picture because what used to be fun now has become a job. You know what I mean? And so, yes, that's a blessing that I can make money off of stuff I used to do for free as a child. But now that I don't make money doing it, it's like it's different. So then I'd rather just do the thinking and let other people physically make the money and then it, at some point in life, when I semi-retire or something, I'd love to go out and volunteer and maybe renovate houses or something for free and just kind of like just give my time just in general. Because I find that that's more like warming when you do something like that than it is when you physically get paid. And so I try to separate the two, but, you know, I don't know. I just got off sidetrack. You got to keep me straight, man, because I will get sidetracked quick. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing fine, Charlie. I, I think that, you know, there's some important things that, that you said there. I mean, the reality is you work with somebody as a business partner, they treat you differently than they do as one of your employees. And they treat the job and the customers differently than they do if they're an employee. And, and it's, it's hard because I, I think sometimes we, as people, not even as business owners, but as people, we have this, you know, mentality of I got to keep my stuff close to the best, right? I, I can't, if I share my profit with them, then that's less profit for me. Well, no, we got to have this abundance mentality and, and realize that as we lift everybody up, there is, there right. is actually created for everybody. That is, that is so true. Think about this. 
10% of each company created 10 times is 100% to do nothing. I can yeah. just create 10 businesses in my image, let them roll, bro. And the day I want to quit, I'm making what they each make because I help build them. It's very important. We want to retire. We need to be figuring out. Because if not, dude, if I'm the company, everybody always says, oh, Charlie, you can't do this because you're the company. It takes you to be the company, right? Okay, well, my company runs without me. Just because it has my name on it, it says Charlie Rick doesn't mean it ain't operating. You know what I mean? We're doing like 12 jobs a day sometimes. We're doing like seven jobs a day sometimes. You know what I mean? It's running. If I go on vacation, I'm making money. When I go on traveling or I'm going to class, I'm making money. If I'm on a plane going somewhere, I'm making money still. You know what I mean? Because I'm teaching. I'm training. I'm mentoring. Instead of going to a class or some networking group, I'm networking my own team. You know what I mean? I'm over here thinking about all my friends, all my buddies, all my contractors, my engineer friends and stuff. And I'm over here like, how can I get them in a networking group that person? That's mine. You know what I mean? That's ours that we share. Because that's what we're doing anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, you know, and so, I don't know, man. I just, sometimes I think a lot of people look at businesses in a different way. And I think if they would just look at the more simple, most common things like a shirt, like a brochure, like a webpage, like a brand, like, a re, like repeating your image and everybody's speaking the same thing and just think more of the simple stuff instead of more complicated stuff, you know, they'll find that everything is very simple. Very simple in business. Definitely pay your damn taxes because I'm going to tell you this, that's what's really funny. Look, when I was younger, I used to not pay my taxes. I used to scheme the system, bro. I was I was raised that way. I knew how to do it, right? Like, I just, it's simple. But the moment I started paying my taxes, bro, my company kept doubling every year. The more you pay to Uncle Sam, the bigger your company going to get because people recognize it and people respect it. That's very key right there. That's that's a very key point. Pay your taxes. Don't try to hide from the government. Do what you're supposed to. Like like my CPA says, show everything. There's always a write-off. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the reality is I, I see it all the time. Again, in my business, not to talk about my business, but you got so many business owners who try to pay as little in taxes as possible, which... I mean, there, there's nothing patriotic about paying more than your fair share, right? But that's the key is your fair share. You, you, you do need to pay what you should be paying. But if you build a business your entire career and you file taxes that make it look like you're making a whole heck of a lot less money than you were, then what do you have to be able to sell? You have something that appears to be worth less money than it actually is because you didn't you didn't file your taxes in a way that made sense and that actually showed the true value of your company. Write-offs are nice. I'll be honest. Write-offs are really nice at first, but this is where I've got to. All right. Through my write-off, over the years, it's showing that, you know, I might have made 80 grand a year, right? But what I did is I built my company up to a point to where even through the write-offs, there's not enough write-offs. You know, my ratio up to like 40, 45% a year. And so I'm like, whoa. How do I get it back down to 35? Matter of fact, how do I get it to 28? I'm over here thinking about land stock because I'm developing houses now. Can I go buy 20 acres of land and it be inventory? <laughs> like, is there a way to do that? You know? And so, like, I've been kind of branching my mind out there a little differently, you know, like buying all these houses up at once, you know, or, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that I think we could do as business owner to defer, but not, not pay. And so that's something like, like I was told the other day, that there's a way to leverage money like four ways. There's a way to leverage it. I'm, I'm about to learn this. So I don't know it all the way. But there's a way to leverage it from the business one way, take it back to the business, and then back out and then back to the business again. I'm so ready to learn that. <laughs> like there's ways to leverage. Because one of my questions was to my financial advisor was this. I said, how can I make money off of my flow? She says, what do you mean? I said, well, we got about 800 to a million a month going through my account. I would like to know how to make some money off of the cash flow. And so one of the things I asked her to do is come up with ways for me to do that. I don't want stock. I don't want to do all that stuff. I can't lock it up. So what? I can go to the bank and draw a little interest off my savings account or my checking account. But there ain't really nothing. Is there a way that I could be flipping that money monthly because of cash flow to make money back? That's one thing I'm very interested in. And so as the company grows, I'm growing. I'm trying to coach myself like I'm coaching others and try to take my same self-guidance as I'm giving it to them. So as I'm giving it to them, I'm actually coaching myself and listening and repeating it. And so as they're learning, I'm also learning. And so, and then when I see their mistakes, I correct it my way 
and then I teach them why they made the mistake. And then I'm doing all those things because in order to truly grow the company, I think the company, like, like, like I'm involved in like engineering, I'm involved in house building, I'm involved in handyman, I'm involved in buying materials, I'm involved in a kitchen and cabinet store, I'm involved in design services, you know, I'm, I, I'm involved in VA, ADA certification, like, you know, I'm trying to get myself into surveying a little bit, I'm trying to learn the zoning stuff, I'm trying to learn you know, um, the, the development of subdivisions and the rules and the guidelines. And, and, and I'm trying to be more involved with the parish when they hold council meetings and stuff and trying to go to all these classes and, and, and trying to get mentoring from people that are retired and stepping out of the business and stuff. And so, and the reason why I'm doing that is because there's so many successful businesses that are closed down and they won't pass it to no one, right? They're just closed shop. Well, where do those people, where do those clients go to? They go to somewhere. And then every time a hurricane or something hit, everybody leaves town. I don't. I stay right here. Pandemic hit, everybody closed shop. I invested 130 grand. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, like where people are running and leaving and stuff. I'm just stuck because I realized that staying here has built a brand and an awareness and a name. And so, like I told my daughter, we're kind of in a recession right now. Our money right now is kind of fluffed. I said, so the objective right now for me in my mind is to collect as much as that money as possible. That way, when we're not in a recession, or whatever, and the money value goes back down. If you grab a million a year, it's like you grab one point five. You know what I mean? And so, in my head is collect as much as you can, right? And when the succession is gone, your value goes up. Will I retire then? I don't know. I just, but it's 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 the same thing. Like you know, will materials go back up? I mean, just seven months ago, I was like seventy grand to build a house. I waited three months. It went down thirty thousand when it cost. Forty-two for the materials, and now it's even down more. So, is there going to be another gap soon? Should I be buying bulk and stocking up real quick and finding items that shot up on me? You know what I mean? And keeping it in my eight thousand square foot facility, you know? And like that's how I be thinking. I'm like, should I prepare for this? And then that way, when everybody else is paying seventy grand, old Charlie Rick only paid thirty. You know, that's that's how my mind works. Strategy. Hey, it's real I mean, true. You're absolutely correct. That's that's the way a business owner should be thinking about things, right? Is thinking about ways that you can give yourself a leg up on the competition compared to the economy, whatever it is that you're dealing with. You've always got to be forward looking at the strategy and how am I going to lead my company through this no matter what, right? Because recessions happen. I talk about this all the time. There have been 13 recessions since World War II. So it's not an abnormal thing. These things happen. We just have to prepare for them and manage through them. One good thing about West St. Tammany Business Line when I was part of their group is they, they always showed like inspirational videos and stuff. And I still remember one of these videos that they showed. You got a guy on the left on a graph and a guy on the right on a the graph. They both have a million dollars in work. They both have the same sub, same materials and everything. But the guy on the left, I mean, a dinner for 100% a dinner. The guy on the left is filing bankruptcy. The guy on the right is profit 25, 30%. What is the difference between the two, right? You know what it was? The one on the left is ripping and running. The one on the right is thinking about how can I get my pie? You're on a pie chart. There's a $100 bill. The one on the left makes $10 because he's ripping and running. They ain't thinking about how much money he's making. He's just completing the job. The one on the right is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to start that job yet. Hold on. Let me, let me figure this out. If I do this and this and this before I start, I can make 25%. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. But the guy on the right is thinking, that's me. I'm not this guy over here. If you're ripping and running, that's crazy. You need to step step the hell back, <laughs> take a breather, right? And say, what am I doing wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I was, I had Charlie Shedge when I was younger. And I, I, everything I've ever told people I was going to do, I'd do it. And um, I remember telling my guys many times, you see those boys walking in that house over there doing that easy work like that, putting their fans and doorknobs and stuff? We're going to do that one day. I said, we're not going to do it right now because we're too young. People don't respect us that way yet. I was 20, 21. They expected a 20, 21 year old man to do a deck, build a shop, do a fence, construction man, get your ass out there, bust your ass. They respect you. They didn't want you in the house. All right. But I noticed that when I hit like 35, whole mind change. 40, bro. I'm 41 now. But when I hit 40, another mind change. Blows your mind what age does too. People can say they don't use age, but that is not true. It's, it, mm-hmm. Age is definitely a must. And so this is what I would recommend anybody that's 20 in, in business for themselves, to be honest with you. Quit rushing. That's what I would say. Wait yeah. for your time. Be patient. 
Learn from your mistakes. Learn from others. Let people coach you. You still got to choose your own choice. You, you can have 100 people tell you things. You don't have to listen to none of those 100 people. You still got to make the choice. But those 100 people are going to give you advice. Look at what everybody's giving you. Come with a conclusion at the end and make your choice. That's how I do everything in life. I just take a bunch of information in. I study that information and I make a choice at some point which benefits myself in a way that I think it should be. And sometimes my choice may be wrong and that's where failure comes in, but that's life. You know what yeah. I mean? We all going to fail, bro. Every one of us. Absolutely. Well, I'll just add real quick. If if you're a business owner that's that's listening to this program and, and you have not read the book Profit First by Michael Michalowicz, I'd recommend that you read it. And Charlie, if you haven't read it, you should read it as well uh, or listen to it on Audible or whatever. But it, it's it's talking about what you were just talking about, where you've, you've got to build in the profit first. If you can't build in the profit first and you can't run a profitable company, you can't help anybody else either anyway. So you, you have to focus on profit first. You have to know your numbers. You have to know how to read your numbers and you have to build a company that's profitable and then everything else can kind of grow from there. But you've got you've to run it based on profit to begin with. You know what I did before we did our Zoom? Last month, when, we, when y'all, well, a couple months ago, y'all invited me and I'm like, ah, I blew it off. And then I finally just committed one day on LinkedIn. I was like, ah, screw it, let's do it. We did our little meet, right? But when we got done, I was like, I got to see what this is really about. So I would start watching everybody. Every morning, I go to gym, play somebody else, play somebody else, play somebody else. But the reason why I did that, I just wanted to see what it was about. I wanted to see what was different, what was not. The reason why, I noticed real quick that I had a lot in common with a lot of them. Almost every businessman now, maybe not the same with this guy or this guy, but I had something like that guy. And so then I did that before we did our video. I wanted to make sure that um, it was something I wanted to do. And and the reason, another reason why I did that is because that's what the guy on the right did. He went and studied. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> In order to have a successful Zoom or a video or a conference, you got to at least know what you're jumping into. If not, it's like, whoa, just got thrown in the water and your ass just got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, you got to you gotta be prepared for everything that you're doing. That's for sure. And plan appropriately. I was told not to cuss. Not to cuss <laughs> like three times. I got to watch it. He's not even saying that <laughs> word yet. Yeah, that's true. No, I think, you know, Charlie, you've, you've given us some great things to think about. Mentoring, obviously, is extremely important. Um, you know, switching from blue collar to white collar mindset, I think, was a, was a big thing that you hit on that was extremely important that a lot of people could benefit specifically in, you know, in the blue collar trades types businesses. Beginning with the end in mind, right? I mean, you've probably read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but when you build a business, it's not that you have to know exactly how you're going to build it and how you're going to exit it and when, right? Because you even said you're not sure how you want to exit your business, but you are thinking about it and you're thinking, okay, I don't want to just shut my business down like so many people do. I want to build a business that can be sold or there's, you know, like you said, dividends or profit sharing or all those kinds of things that continue well into retirement for you. And so, Thinking about those types of things is, is a great lesson for all business owners as well. And I appreciate you bringing those things out. Legacy, baby. Yeah. When you grow up, when you grow up hard, when you grow up in the streets, like I was that guy people didn't want in their houses when I was eight, nine, ten years old because of things that my mom did. People thought that we were terrible, like there, there was something wrong. I'll tell you this, I changed my stripes purposely. I chose to change my stripes. I chose not to let this world make me into what they thought I would be and chose to take this path into the direction that I wanted to go. And I stand for what I think is right, what I think is wrong. And I lead by example so that whenever these younger kids and all these people have seen me growing up, they get to look at an example. They don't get to look at somebody preaching to them because I'm going to walk when I'm preaching, going to talk and walk at the same image. You're never going to catch me saying one thing, walking this way and walking this way and saying this. I'm always going to stand prideful and be a good man and do what I'm supposed to as a man. And I think that's what helps me become successful. And I think that's what helps me run my business right. And I think that's why I have so many people that believe in with me and they walk in with me and we're strong together is because of those things that, I don't know why I just said that, but I sure a trigger to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's another great point, right? I mean, we've all got to, we've all got to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. And, and you're definitely uh, doing that, you know, grow, growing up the way that you grew up and, and, you know, you had to physically make a decision to be different and to not let your circumstances growing up dictate who you became as, as a man. And so I, I that's a fact. 
Well, this world will lead us, huh? The world will tell you what you can be. It's a fact. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. They tried with me. I went aloud. I chose my path. That's a fact. Don't don't let the world lead you. You lead yourself. You know what I mean? And that that was something that took me many, 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 many years to figure out. And it's probably only I probably still got a lot to damn figure out. I'm only 40, 41. But I would tell you, I'm 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 finding a lot of peace as I age and, and a lot of more calmness. And, 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 it, and it's very good for the soul and it's very good for Everybody around you, when you start finding yourself and you find ways to cope with your past and, and in your future, and, and you try to grow as a mature man and not a wild stallion, you know what I mean? And so it's a big, big, big difference. You know, it's it's a hard change to face. It's almost like going from white collar to blue collar. You know, when I was younger, I was raised that the white collar people are pricks. They're dicks. They're assholes. But I've noticed as I get older, it ain't really about that. It's really about they're tired of the Blue collars trying to move. Give me this. You owe me this. Give me this. Give me that. It's happened to me. So it ain't like I'm a dick to that person. I'm just like, I'm done with your shit. Please step up, throw your boots on, throw your belt on, throw your shirt on, and go to work. We good. I got you. You come to work, we good. But if you think you're going to go smoke some weed, go drink some alcohol, do some drugs, watch some TV, and you think I'm about to toss you this money I'm working for, ain't about to happen. You know what I mean? That's the difference. That's what I learned from my older generation. They, that that have spoiled kids and all this stuff. They want to just give them everything for, for free. I give everybody everything too, but they're about to go work just like I got to work for it. You know, we we that that's something that a lot of people aren't teaching no more. They're teaching these kids to be lazy. They teach them to sit around a fucking game. Excuse my language. I just said that word. I said I wasn't gonna do that. You know, they they need to they need to teach. They need to get them in the office. Teach them how to reconcile a checkbook. Like, it took me a minute to teach my daughter how to reconcile the checkbook, and she didn't understand it, but she understands it now, right? And now she's knocking my stuff out the park. It's very important to teach somebody how to sit there. And they're like, what is reconciling? Well, son, hell, come here. You know, and then you're <laughs> like, you just put five items out. Mark them off for me. All right. How many items you got left? Zero. Okay. That's reconciling, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean... All right, Charlie, I feel like we could talk for the next couple of hours, but we've come to the end of our time. So for those who are listening, if they want to get in touch with you because they just want to talk to you about what it is that you're doing or they have you know, need of the services that you provide through the myriad of companies that you have under the Charlie Rick name, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? All right. So I would probably say this. I definitely didn't do the video to get work. Um, if you want to look me up, it's www.charlierick.com. Um, if you would like to have some mentoring or something like that, or if you'd like to discuss things about your business or would like just an extra voice or something like that, I would say email me, charlie at charlierick.com. Um, I, I was invited on the show to um, give some information and hopefully help someone. I'm all about that. Um, I'm all about guiding people, giving advice, and trying to help you fill in the circle. And, and, and so um, if you ever would like to talk or even look me up, more than glad to. Again, that's www.charlierick.com. And my email is charlie at charlierick.com. Well, appreciate the the conversation, Charlie. Look forward to seeing in touch and watching as, as Charlie Rick, you know, continues to grow as well. So thank you so much for being willing to be on our show. Another Zoom in one year. <laughs> we'll get an update in a year. You heard it here first. You've been listening to Tycoons of Small Biz a podcast for small business owners by small business owners. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Arizona time for an introduction to another great tycoon. And be sure to follow us on our social media channels for links to all of our episodes and great content.